Davis, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Jordan Kleibecker and Sadie Bennett. Today's order of service is founded. All right, Trinity, so as you're taking Trinity your seats, Price we have just a few com. announcements before we begin with worship today. First of all, tomorrow evening, New Year's Eve, we are having a hymn sing and devotions and a time for prayer here in the sanctuary that begins at 7 p.m. New Year's Day, the office will be closed, so uh, please make note of that. The council meeting is, the next council meeting is Sunday, January the 6th, following the dinner and presentation uh, by the 150th Anniversary Committee. Uh, Ladies' Aid meets at 1.30 on January the 3rd. All ladies are invited to attend. Your contribution envelopes are in the narthex. Please pick them up as you leave. They're in the back on the left on the table. And the security cameras are in place and working, and the Board of Elders are asking for volunteers to monitor them during the services. Uh, please check with one of the elders if you are interested. And with that, let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, today is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that each of us here this morning are not here by accident. We are not here by chance or by mistake. But, Lord, we are here because your gospel, your good news about your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It is he, Lord, and his name and his message that has called us here today. And so, Lord, now we ask that you would, as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my sins unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our opening hymn today is number 392 service book, God Loves Me Dearly.
We continue with our service, the rite of holy baptism, on page 268 in the front part of your hymnal. Please follow along with us. Uh, I'd like to invite all of the young disciples who are here today uh, who would like to come and see this miracle up close to come forward and have a seat on the steps, please. All of the young disciples who are here today. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We will be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how is this child named? Emily Ryan Cly Baker. Receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all of his hosts in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Emily according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in her which has been inherited from Adam and which she herself has committed since will be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers, and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise she would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. 
They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support their ongoing direction and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples of them, of the holy life, of faith in Christ, and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention, then, to serve Emily as sponsors in the Christian faith? If so, answer yes with the help of God. God enable you to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear now the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. When Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of our Lord. We now pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord, the Lord preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Since Emily is not able to answer these questions for herself, we shall, together as her Christian family, answer these questions on her behalf. Emily, do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I renounce Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I renounce Do you believe in God the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth? Yes, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? And Emily, do you desire to be baptized? I know, my hands are cold, I'm sorry. Emily Ryan Cly Baker, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. It just means that it's working, it's okay.
the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from, from before the foundation of the world. You get a candle too. Look at this. Receive this burning light. To show that you have received Christ, who is the light of, of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. And let's go before the altar. If you guys would make a little space for us, thank you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Emily the new birth and holy baptism and have made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as she has now become your child that you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure she may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all of your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, we're going to go over here and meet these wonderful people. It is my joy and privilege to introduce to you this morning the newest member of God's family, Emily Ryan Clybaker. Will you please welcome her? And so now I ask you, do you promise to aid Emily's mom and her father to pray for her, to pray for them as they help her to grow in her faith, to know that Jesus is her Lord and Savior? If this is your intention, then I ask that you would respond by saying, Emily, we welcome you. And so you, Emily, may the Lord always preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Good job. Okay, you guys can Okay, and you guys can go back. Thank you. Please stand. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The Lord has made known his salvation. 
He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, our Maker and Redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him who made himself to be like us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for today is from Exodus chapter 13, verses 1 through 3a and 11 through 15. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and beast, is mine. Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery. For by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb, 
All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of a man among your sons you shall redeem. And when, in time to come, your sons ask you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore I sacrificed to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. This is the word of our Lord. Continue with the gradual. To us a child is born. To us a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Sing to the Lord a new song. Our special music today comes to us from the Men's Glee.
Men's Glee. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given today by Mrs. Menning. Now is a good time to bring up your offering and your mighty mites as well. How are you guys today? Good. We've been spending the last month or so waiting, right? Waiting on something really important. Does anyone know what that was? Cordell? Jesus' birth. That's right. Well, we celebrated Jesus' birth. Now what? Does it, does it, that's right. Easter's coming next. Do we know what happened after Jesus was born? Mary and Joseph did something very special to follow God's directions when Jesus was still a baby. Does anyone know what that was? They did. And then, as we're going to learn about in Luke 2, they took him to the temple to be blessed. And um, this was going to be a fulfillment of a promise that God had made 700 years earlier. That's a long time, right? That's older than all of us. That's older than our building. That's older than our school. That's older than our country. That's longer than the United States has even been here. I know, right? That was a long time for everyone to wait for that promise to be fulfilled. And when they went to the temple and took baby Jesus, they met two people there. Does anyone know who they met? Cohen? The shepherds did come to see baby Jesus, that's right. But there were two special people they met in the temple. Cordell? Simeon was one of them, and Anna. Simeon was a priest, and Anna was a prophetess. And they had both been waiting in the temple their entire lives for baby Jesus to come there. And we are going to learn two important things from the gospel lesson today. The first thing is... God always answers his promises, right, MJ? God always answers his promises, no matter what. And we may have to wait a long time for those promises to be answered, but he will always answer them. And the second thing that we learn from Simeon and Anna is that when we wait for God's promises to be fulfilled, we have to wait actively. Do you know what that means? When we're waiting passively... Like, maybe we go to the doctor and we're waiting in the waiting room. We kind of sit there and do nothing. Maybe we play on our phones or maybe we read a magazine. That's passively waiting. We're just waiting for the next thing to happen. But that's not what Anna and Simeon did. They didn't sit in the temple on their cell phones just kind of sitting there waiting for baby Jesus to show up. They waited with trust that God was going to answer his promises. They waited with worship and praise and prayer, and they were active while they waited, even though they had to wait many, 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 many years. So what we learn from that is, first thing, God always answers his promises. Hold up your first finger. Say promises. The second thing that we learn is to trust God and be active while we wait. Trust God, be active while we wait. 
That's right. Okay, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for giving us the promise of Jesus and um, help us to actively wait for the ultimate promise to be fulfilled whenever we get to be with you in heaven. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. The epistle reading for today is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all things, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem, whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his mother and his father marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them. And said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, 
and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was, she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is number 332 in the Lutheran service book, Savior of the Nations Come, number 332. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson from Luke chapter 2 that was just read. You'll want to have that in front of you because we'll be going through it as we go through this morning's message. When Zechariah found out, at first he didn't believe it, and so he was rendered mute until his son John was born, and then he prophesied about it later. When Mary found out about it for the first time, she sang. She was so happy. And she sang of how God had blessed her 
She sang of how God had shown his love and his mercy and grace and peace to her. When her cousin, Elizabeth, found out, the baby that she was carrying in her womb leaped for joy, and she said words to her cousin Mary that are still said by the church today. And when Simeon found out, he sang. He sang the same song that we sing, that that we will sing here in just a few moments towards the end of our worship today. You'll see it in your bulletin. It's called the Nunc Dimittis. I think it's kind of hard for us to fully comprehend and to fully understand the excitement that these folks, that these people that we just mentioned felt and knew upon learning that the Messiah had finally come. One of the biggest reasons for why I think this is the case is is not, not to say that we too are not excited about it, because we are. Not to say that we too are not joyful about it, because we are. But because we live in a country where We are free to express our faith, and we are free to express our religion. At the time in which Jesus was born, the Jews were under Roman rule, and there was a lot of tension. In fact, in 40 B.C., Herod the Great was labeled the king of the Jews, which, of course, did not make the Jews very happy. And this led to a lot of revolts and a lot of tension between the Jews and the Romans since that time. And so, we take a look at our text for this morning from Luke chapter 2. When the time for their purification according to the law of Moses came, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Both Mary and Jesus needed to be purified. They needed to be cleansed. Forty day after, after he was 40 days old, Jesus was to be consecrated in the temple. He was to be consecrated to the Lord. And at 33 days after his circumcision, Mary is to be purified as well. Going on to verse 23, as is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. To offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. The law said that you could either sacrifice a lamb if you were wealthy enough, or if, if you were not, you could sacrifice turtle doves or pigeons. And so that's what Mary and Joseph did really giving us an idea and continuing to reflect the very humble way that our Lord was born. Verse 25, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was, a righteous, and, was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. This word here in the Greek literally means advocate. Now, usually we think of the advocate as the Holy Spirit, And so he is, but in this particular verse, that word is, of course, referencing Jesus. 
our Lord and Savior and the Messiah that was prophesied about and the promise that has been fulfilled. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. The title for Simeon's song that we will all sing in a few moments comes from this very text. Nunc, meaning now, and Demitis, meaning letting your servant depart, or letting me leave. And Simeon is overjoyed. He is thrilled with what has happened and what he has seen with his own eyes. For my eyes, he says, have seen your salvation, that you are prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to, the peop- to your people, Israel. And then Simeon, when he gets done with this song, has two very important messages for the people and for Mary specifically. He says in verse 34, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. What Simeon is doing is he is quoting from the Old Testament, which said that when the Messiah comes, that when the Messiah is born... At that time, the hearts of many will be revealed. Put more specifically, it will be shown and revealed and made known. Do you believe in the Lord's Messiah or not? And then in verse 35, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. And you could sort of imagine Mary here. She was human just like the rest of us, and so she go, She is having this, she's probably on this spiritual high, and then Simeon sort of has these words, oh, and by the way, a sword is going to pierce your own soul also. Kind of a downer. What is he referring to? Number one, he is referring to her having to see her own son being crucified and tortured and dying a most horrific death. I get upset enough when my children just fall down and skin a knee. Imagine being Mary and seeing your own child, your own son, up there on a cross, being spit upon, mocked, and beaten. So that the hearts, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Verse 36, and there was a prophetess. Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Anna, you could very probably, very likely say, was very much of a workaholic. So after, she, after her husband dies, she goes and she literally lives at the temple. And the only thing that she does there up until this point is to fast and to worship and to pray. And so we know that both Simeon and Anna were very righteous and very just and very devout people, not only by their 
actions, but mainly by their faith. And what was their faith in? Well, it couldn't have been in, in Christ's death yet, because that had not happened yet. But rather, their faith was in the promise, the promise of the Messiah that was to come. Somebody might ask, well, did they know about what the promises were? Did they know about this prophecy? And yes, of course, they did. If we go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, and the curse that God puts upon the serpent, right? And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between, your, and between her offspring and you will come a Savior. He will crush your head. Now what is, of course, interesting about this is that when, when Eve has Cain, she thinks that that's it. She thinks that she has had the Messiah. But of course, she has not given birth to the Messiah. Almost the complete opposite, she gives birth to the first killer. And then also, another promise happens in Genesis chapter 12, where God is speaking to Abraham. And he says, from you, from your family, Abraham, will all of the families that come after you, they will be blessed. And why does that happen? Well, we know from the genealogies that Jesus comes from a line of Abraham. And so the promise has been fulfilled. And then in that last verse, verse 38, and coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Luke is not speaking of the redemption in that the Jews would, would then, now that the Savior has been born, that they would then be taken out of Roman rule. No. He is, of course, speaking of the redemption of sins. What these people, as righteous and just and devout as they were, Mary and Zechariah and Elizabeth and Simeon, and Anna, and Mary, and Joseph. As righteous and devout as they were, they still were filled with sin, just like you and I. And they had waited. And they had waited for thousands and thousands of years for the Lord's Messiah to come, that he might be born. Because not only were they carrying their own sins but they were carrying the guilt of the sins from their generations before them. And there is a laundry list. If you go through the Old Testament, there is a laundry list of kings and judges and the people of God who never measured up, who never fulfilled the, the law perfectly, who never did what the Messiah was supposed to do, and that was to allow them re-entry, to gain them access back into paradise, back into the Garden of Eden, until the Messiah finally comes. Now, some people, when they're really, really happy about whatever it is, some people might sing, some people might speak, some people might dance, 
But that's what these, these folks did. Some of them sang. Some of them prophesied. And some of them simply spoke such words of great joy that is still spoken by the church today. The promises that were given all the way back in the, in the time of the Old Testament, they had waited for thousands and thousands of years for those promises to be fulfilled. And like I said before, I think it's, it's, it's hard for us to fully gain and to fully appreciate the immense amount of joy that they knew and the immense amount of joy and relief in many cases that they felt. But then the promise is fulfilled. The Messiah is born. Israel and also those who are outside of them, those who are called you and I, those who are Gentiles, we are saved by this promise as well. And here's what's amazing about what happened this morning when Emily became a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. We know from Scripture, we know from the Catechism, that this sacrament does three things. It rescues us from sin, it rescues us from death and the devil, and it gives eternal salvation to all who believe these words. Well, what did the Messiah bring? He brought rescue from death and the devil. He brought the forgiveness of sins. And of course, he brought eternal salvation for all who believe in his name. For all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. And so, quite literally, the promise that was given all the way back at the fall was fulfilled for Emily at this font. Was fulfilled for you and I when we became baptized children of the Heavenly Father. And this is not just a one-time event. This is why we confess in the Nicene Creed, that we believe in one baptism for the forgiveness of sins because it only needs to happen once. Because every day that you and I wake up, every day that Emily, who's not here right right now, she must have been gone, okay. Every day that Emily wakes up, every single day she and you and I as baptized children of the Heavenly Father are given new life. Our slate has been wiped completely clean. Not because of anything that we have done, not because of anything that we have have earned, but by everything that the Messiah earned for us. His birth and his death and, of course, his resurrection. You are living today in eternal life. As many of you know, we have had, this, this year alone, we have had 17 funerals for our church. And for all of those, before those folks died, before they left us on this side of eternity, they were living in eternal life. And how do we know that? Because they're in heaven now. And they are waiting 
and you're waiting for the final day when the culmination of our faith, when the hope that we have faith in, the hope that we have been given by Christ, by His Spirit, will be realized and will be fulfilled. And so, yes, Mary and Zechariah and Elizabeth and Joseph and Simeon and Anna, you bet they were excited and you bet that they were overjoyed by what had happened and by what they could see with their own eyes. Because the Messiah had come. Because the promise that had been promised so many years before had been fulfilled. And because you are a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, that promise is fulfilled for you each and every single day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We confess together the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, you will notice in the pew that you are in that there is a red sign-in book. Whether you are a member or a guest with us, please fill in that book uh, so that we know that you were here to worship with us. We collect our tithes and offerings. Our radio broadcast today is sponsored by Charles and Brenda Krieger in memory of Norma Krieger's birthday on December 28th and in thankfulness for Brenda's recovery. Trinity Lutheran Church has several ladies' Bible studies meeting during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information concerning Bible studies, you may contact the church office at 417-235-7300. Zero, zero. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, a long goodbye given by guest speaker Dr. Dean Nettisle. <clears throat> the Dorcas Ladies' Aid will meet Thursday, January 3rd at 1.30 p.m. Cheryl Brown will be having the devotion and Doris Meyer will have the program. All ladies are welcome to join in that meeting.
Our church council meeting will be on January 6th of 2019 after the dinner and presentation that is scheduled. Also, voters meeting will be held on January 27th after a potluck dinner. Let us pray. Dear Lord, so many years ago you gave to your people a promise. A promise of a Savior and a promise of a Messiah. And a promise, Lord, that we would once again be restored by you. That we would would be put back into that right relationship with you. Lord, that promise was fulfilled by the birth of your Son. And Lord, through his death and through his resurrection, Lord, those two events that we are baptized into through water and the Word, dear Lord, we live in that promise today. Lord, in your mercy. Father, our time is in your hands. Thank you for your gracious favor throughout the year past. We pray you to place upon us and upon the days to come your holy name. Sustain us to the changes and chances of this life and bring us at last to that blessed day when time itself shall end and we shall be one people. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all, bring an end to the hatred and the violence that threatens all people. Lead over our days and all of our doings by your word. Give wisdom to all in authority over us. Deliver us from all that threatens and bring peace to all. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for our school as it begins the second half of this year. Bless all teachers and staff as they faithfully seek to lead your little ones to the cross and to the empty tomb. Be with the new families also that will be joining us. Help us to welcome them warmly and in your name. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, you gave to your own, you gave to Joseph and his mother Mary, your very own son. Bless all families, especially Emily and her family, this day. And we pray that you would make their homes places of blessing and love. Assist all parents to raise their young to know you and serve you, and unite the family together in your word. Lord, in your mercy. 
Merciful Father, you sent your Son to bring us the eternal healing of your love. Bless the sick and those who suffer, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially those on our health list. For Melba and for Lanny, and for Janice and for Myron, and for Carol and for Orrin and Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve and Becky, Wayne and Bob and Mark and Lorne and Gary and Emma, for Brenda and for Bob and for Rose Marie, Teresa, Arlene and Bob, Mary Ann, John and Debbie and Ellie, for Anna and for Mary, for Fred, for Lisa and for Ramona. Lord, we also pray a special prayer upon the family of Elmer Kaiser, who was given a Christian burial this past week. We pray that you would continue to wrap your Holy Spirit and your loving arms around them. And Lord, we pray for all those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, we know that you love them. Lord, we know that, you, that they are yours, that they were bought at a price. And so, Lord, we know and we trust that you will heal all of them according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Lord, you have spoken in our ear the invitation of your word, and you have set your table before us. Give to us your Holy Spirit as we eat and drink the Lord's body and blood in this sacrament. And as we come with joy and repentant hearts to receive the foretaste of the feast to come. Lord, in your mercy. With songs of praise on our lips and thanksgiving in our hearts, we bring to you these prayers of your people, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was handed over to death, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it, he broke it. And he gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns today is found in Lutheran service book number 386. Sing now, <clears throat> now sing we, now rejoice. Number 386.
body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us. Through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Closing in today is number 725 in the Lutheran Service Book, Children of the Heavenly Father. service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.
Very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. Thank you so very much for joining us uh, in worship here. We pray that your time was a blessed one. Uh, on Christmas Day, uh, I was able to uh, thank some of our servants here from our organist, Susan, who has done so many services that I've lost, I've lost count, um, and also to uh, Gloria and to Jerry, uh, who, have, who have worked so hard throughout these extra services to make sure that our sanctuary and our facility is clean. Uh, and I failed in my shame. I failed to mention one person, June Fritz, our fearless secretary. Um, I think she was probably seeing bulletins in her sleep, uh, and hopefully those are gone now, uh, but I wanted to say thank you to her as well. Will you all please thank, thank them? Uh, please do not forget that tomorrow night, New Year's Eve, we have a time of hymn sing and devotion and prayer uh, beginning at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week.